To a new RFM 103.7, another talking travel on the way with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, who once again is on location crossing this great big country of ours. Good afternoon, Sally. Whereabouts do we find you right now? Hey, good afternoon, Mark. Well, we left uh, last week at the end of our journey heading towards the Air Peninsula. And the Air Peninsula is quite a fantastic part of South Australia. It's, it's their actual food bowl, and not just for seafood, but for grain as well. So it's huge, just absolutely amazing. Like they, they actually have an annual prawn harvest near 2,000 tonnes a year, and their grain harvest is a whopping 2 million tonnes. So it's, and of course, as we all know, we've all heard of Coffin Bay oysters. So, but it's famous for all sorts of seafood, um, high quality lamb, beef, pork, grains. As I said, it's a massive part of their economy is the grains. And of course, it is considered the seafood capital of Australia as well. Of course, the waters are so pristine and so clear and clean, um, which is why Coffin Bay oysters uh, earned that status of being the best oyster in the world. So quite remarkable, but also the scenery is remarkable. There's just so much you can do in and around Port Lincoln itself. It's got an interesting maritime museum there, which is a real step back in time to the days of the lost craft of wooden boat building. And two Finnishmen ended up there in 1927, decided to sort of leave the ship they were on and settled there and built up this, you know, wonderful um, boat building business, which is quite remarkable. And that was a very interesting museum to go to. Um, but there, there's a drive you can do that goes all around Whalers Bay, Fishery Bay, Leaford Bay and the Lincoln National Park. Just the scenery is just stunning and, and the colour of the water is sort of blinking, you know, the, the blue of the water is just amazing. Very famous for some surfing, fishing of course, wonderful scenery and the Lincoln National Park is, is huge. The other thing we go and everywhere we go, uh, particularly in South Australia, everywhere we've travelled, there's emus everywhere. So if you're driving, you've got to be damn careful. <laughs> just pop out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a bit like the kangaroos here, but over there, the roos, and also yeah. particularly a lot of the, the emus as well. Do, for those of us who haven't sort of maybe crossed that part of the country, do we lose context and how vast it actually is? You do. You do lose it. I mean, I know when I first flew across Australia, I realised how vast it was, how long it took to get from Sydney to Darwin, you know, just by plane. But when you're actually doing it by, by vehicle, and of course, this is my first trip across the Malabar by vehicle. I've done it by train and I've flown. So this is all new to me. And, yeah, it's amazing because you're driving, you know, sometimes a couple of hours without even a roadhouse in sight. So, you know, it's hard to think about that, that there's nothing you can see for, for two hours. And, of course, the big thing to keep in mind with trips like that is if it is going to be that amount of time between drinks, so as to speak, you need to be prepared every single time you get back in the car. Absolutely. Right. You make sure you've got water. Like We've got uh, water on board, a water tank is installed in our four-wheel drive, which a lot of people obviously do who've got four-wheel drive vehicles. But if you've only got a two-wheel drive, still make sure you've got you know plenty of water. Make sure you have really good quality tyres because once you're sort of on... If you're going to go off-road on some of the dirt roads, they're made of slate, and we came across so many people, particularly up around Arthur and that area where the dirt roads are slate, and, and they just can tear your tyres to ribbons. So you need good quality, heavy, you know, duty tyres if you're thinking of getting off-road at all. Um, but, yeah, the water, make sure you've got plenty of fuel. Obviously, you top up before you start out because you'll be going at least two hours, in most cases, before you find another fuel stop. 
What would you say, having done the Air Peninsula now on the ground, what would be the absolute pick of the area of the, area of the region and the number one thing that you must do if you find yourself there? Well, Coffin Bay, I mean, I'm an oyster lover, and not everyone is, I understand that, but the pristine waters they're grown in, I was just blown away. Um, there are photos that I will eventually get round to posting, but the water is just so clear, and you, you get out of the boat on this oyster farm tour, and you, you're, you're wading in the water yourself, and they're picking the oysters fresh out of the ocean for you and shucking them. Um, and there's no barnacles on them, no weed, no anything, because... There's no farms at Coffin Bay. There's no industry. It's a little fishing village. There's no rivers, so there's no runoff. So it's the cleanest, clearest water in the world to grow oysters. And, and I've never tasted an oyster quite like it by yeah, just having it out of the ocean. <laughs> so that, for me, was just, just amazing, and I absolutely loved it. So Scott, who was very lucky, I couldn't go um, last week. He was um, did the sea, um, swimming with the seals. Um, which he said was absolutely wonderful. And, of course, it's the only place in Australia where you can swim with a great white shark in a cage, but that was not on my list or on Scott's. Oh, come on, come on. There's still still time, <laughs> Sally. There's still time. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, right. I, I don't think I can fancy that coming towards me, even though I in a cage. I'll take that as a very hard no. All right, we'll come back with a little bit more of Sally with Talking Travel and uh, taking a look at the Nullarbor next to 2NURFM. 2NURFM 103.7. Talking Travel once again sees our travel guide and travel expert Sally Lucas on location covering the central part of Australia today. Sally, where are we heading? Well, we're heading out of the Air Peninsula, or not completely heading out. We're going to Streaky Bay first, which is on your way still heading towards the Nullarbor. It's one of the furthest points west in the Air Peninsula. And there's some wonderful scenic drives you can do there as well, which is the only mainline, mainland, sorry, sea line colony in the world. They're almost extinct. There's not many of them left. And the only other place you'll see them is on Kangaroo Island. Um, so that was remarkable to go to Point Labatt and see the wild southern ocean, which it is just, it is wild when you're looking across that southern ocean. And to see these wonderful sea lions below, you know, lolling about in the sun or swimming and doing whatever they do. And also there, which is really in, in remarkable, is uh, a 1,500-million-year-old geological wonder of ancient wind-worn rock formations with all amazing shapes and colours. And they look like molar teeth almost, if you can try and imagine a huge one of those in different colours though. They were buried by calcareous dunes land about 30,000 years ago, but they've eroded gradually, which is really real these pink granite forms. The highest one's about eight metres, and they're called Murphy's Haystack. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, from there, we did head off, and when we, our next stop was called Head of Bite, which is the great Australian bite, of course. And we've got the Bunga Creeks, which go for kilometres and kilometres. And everyone thinks the Malibu is just, you know, all about the land, but it's not it's the actual road is quite close to the ocean for a lot of the way once you're exiting from South Australia before you get, you know, right into Western Australia, whereas the Indian Pacific rail line is much further north, so you're nowhere near the coast. So it is different there than what I saw in the Indian Pacific, and it was far more treed, or none of supposed to be no trees, but actually it was a lot greener in lots of areas than I thought. So that was another amazing thing for me as well. Um, but the Bunda Cliffs were stunning, and what should be there, the tail end of the wild season, it just happened to arrive at the right time. Two southern white whales with their calves, just teaching them to swim and loll about, which is right in front of it, like right in close. You didn't need a camera, a binocular, nothing. It was just 
oh, and they just stayed there for ages and ages just watching these beautiful animals. It was just how lucky were we, right? So... Absolutely amazing. And that's the thing, isn't it? We we always look to jump overseas for some holidays, and there are some fantastic destinations all across the world, but there is so much available to us right here in Australia and a lot of areas that we just may not necessarily think of, thinking, oh, that's out in the desert, that's the Nullarbor, that's a bit boring. But yeah. as you're telling us this week and last, that's not the case. Absolutely not. I mean, you might have a bit of driving between some of these fantastic, you know, outlooks, but... Once you get there, you can immerse yourself in the most stunning scenery you can imagine. Um, the other thing you've got to remember, too, is that um, there's a different time zone. I couldn't believe this. When we got to Eucla, which was our first stop on the Nullarbor itself, it's a 45-minute time difference between them and South Australia and WA. I've never heard of that before. So Eucla has its own time zone. Wow, that's How a little bit special, isn't it? That's very confusing. <laughs> Oh, confusing. I, we didn't know when to eat, when to get up. We got confused. <laughs> absolutely funny. But anyway, but it, with these border places, not border places, these Malibor little roadhouses, they're the only places you can stay unless you're a camper and you actually, you know, got your own caravan or you've got yourself set up to go into a campground. And the campgrounds are attached to the roadhouses. They were fully booked, both our overnight stays at Eucla and then at Baladonia, because you can't drive all that way without stopping, uh, before we got to Norseman, which is where you turn off for instance. They were both fully booked, so thank God I had, you know, pre-booked our nights there. But just to let people know, everywhere we're going at the moment, there's so many people, you know, travelling, that everything else, like even a tour we wanted to do in, in Esperance um, to, uh, to that, the next day, rather, is, was fully booked. There was only one day available. The same happened with Scott with the Sea Lion Tour. There was only one day that he could get on that tour, even though we were there for three. So, yeah, just remember that if you're interested in doing a lot of this stuff, you really need to do a bit of planning ahead and making sure you try and book a few things in so you don't miss out. All right, a couple of things to keep in mind there. If you are doing the trip across Central Australia, we'll check out some of the hot deals with Sally Next on Talking Travel at 2NURFM. 2NURFM 103.7 as we wrap things up with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, on location again for Talking Travel as she crosses the central part of the country. Sally, you've still been able to log in and found some hot deals for us. Just a couple. But uh, this sounds really fantastic. Now, this is Viking Cruises. They've announced a new vessel that they've just finished and completed and it's open for sale. It's set to debut in 2025 and this is their sixth ship that they've got sailing um, the Nile in Egypt. It's a 12-day pharaohs and pyramids itinerary. The 2024 season is just about sold out and 2025 is selling well also. So we suggest that you want to get into uh, onto this new vessel, the Viking Sobek it's called. It's in August season 2025 and even 2026 dates are out, believe it or not, because everything as we've just talked, even within Australia, is booking out so far ahead. So this is a unique chance if you want to get in early and select a date and get you know, in your itinerary. It's a beautiful itinerary and, of course, Egypt is such a draw card, I think, for history of Egypt, you know, the pyramids, Aswan, Luxor, you know, the Nile, Cairo itself, the museums. So you're doing, you know, 12 days, you've got 11 guided tours, Cairo back to Cairo, and you can save up to $2,000 per couple on that as long as you book by the end of November. So keep that one in mind if you're thinking of doing Egypt. Now, also, Globus has got a 2024 Europe sale on as well at the moment. 
uh, which there got savings of up to $1,000 per couple on a whole range of tours, whether it's Croatia, Italy, Ireland, whatever, your taste style of budget. And they also have deals in North America, where savings up to $1,000 per couple across uh, their North American itineraries. And in, also there's a no single supplement on a couple of their Cosmos Europe and North America itineraries for those that even save up to, uh, pay no single supplement, sorry, and also save up to $300 if you're a couple. That's one or the other, of course, um, not both. And on their Avalon cruises, now with Avalon waterways, rather, what's good about the cabins or the suites on board their vessels is they're all picture windows from, you know, floor to ceiling, and they've designed them so your bed faces out. So you're the only one doing this. So you've actually got this wonderful vista in. You want to wake up and have a cup of tea in bed in the morning. You're going to look out and just see the world flow by. And they've got up to $8,000 per couple savings on Europe River cruises. So that's all I've got for the day in the deals, Mark. But look, anyone who's wanting to travel Australia and you haven't done it yet, it's busy out there. There's lots of people travelling Try and book a plan if you can so that you don't miss out on doing some of these wonderful things that are available for us. We're, we're such a lucky, uh, I think, population in a beautiful country that has so much to offer. So I can't wait to keep doing this journey till we get to Perth. And, yeah, I'll talk about everything else along the way next week. All right, sounds pretty good, Sally. Enjoy the rest of it. We'll catch you next time for another Talking Travel on 2NURFM 103.7.